and away we go. Welcome to Estimates, the official, unofficial, official, unofficial, official Booster Club podcast of the U.S. Census. We bring you the numbers behind the numbers, the back of the napkin methodology you can only get from the professionals. We ask the questions. <laughs> we ask the questions the government didn't even know they were hiding from you. I'm your co-host and aspiring enumerator, actually sworn in enumerator, Joseph Hawthorne. Mm. Congratulations, Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you more about it in a moment. But uh, who's next? Hi, it's me, Hamilton. I'm Hamilton. Who's Hi, next? I'm Mavi Hawthorne, forgotten middle child of the Hawthorne family. Hi, I'm Rothage Hawthorne, expert in dressage. <laughs> and we have a special guest this episode, Jonah Hawthorne, who's calling in from uh, the, the field office in Virginia. Jonah, you want to introduce what you do at the census? Uh, yeah, well, first, a longtime listener, first time writer. Uh, very excited. Um, yeah, so we're recording this via semaphore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, field office of Virginia, Virginia's for lovers, um, and, uh, official state slogan. Uh, yeah, so I've been, uh, you know, taking a lot of data, doing a lot of, uh, calls and, uh, smoke signals and things and just getting the feel of what, uh, the Mid-South, not really South has to offer. And so Jonah, uh, we especially called on you today because the, the Mid-South, not really South, um, is a hot spot or former hot spot of game stops. Um, so <laughs> we were, we know there's a lot of malls down there. There's a, a lot of uh, sites of abandoned EB games. Um, so, so last week to remind us, we were asking about what the, tra- what the trajectory over the next two years of game stops would look like. So um, do you want to enlighten us, enlighten us a little bit with some of your data you found? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I would love to. Hey, Walton, yeah. do you want to go first? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can speak to there are at least two malls I can name in the state. So it's very true. <laughs> um, so I, I have a lot of datums and numbers uh, that we'll be talking about. Uh, essentially, I, I ran into this problem and that we're predicting GameStop store locations in 2022, uh, but we have no no future data. We don't have data of the future. Um, what do we have data of? Well, is there possibly some other store chain uh, that we could say is analogous to GameStop? Now hear me out for a moment, okay? Uh, GameStop, you purchase video games, okay? They're interactive uh, movies of a sort, right? Now, uh, imagine a moment you were playing one of these video games, but you did not touch the controller. You decided not to do that, uh, not to interact. Perhaps this uh, video game was non-interactive and was more of just a a video non-game, okay? Um, Do we have any precedent for store chains uh, that deal with these kind of things. Okay? I've never heard of such a thing. So busting my blocks right now. Do we also have uh, any data about a chain that sold or uh, dealt with these non-video games and had a sharp decline? Okay. So I've created what I call the 
uh, GameStop blockbuster equivalency paradigm. <laughs> Can you explain the paradigm, please? Yes, I would love to. Uh, so the first thing to establish is that Blockbuster and GameStop uh, are equivalent for their own times, okay? So what what is similar about these two things? Well, we already went over the similarity in uh, moving images, right, that they deal with. The images are not static, it's not words, but it's moving on my screen and I'm entertained by it. Um, that's number one. Um, number two is that they are, they both at least started a decline. All right, Blockbuster completed the decline. It is at the bottom. Um, but GameStop is declining in store numbers and profits and things like that. Um, and then we also have what I call the uh, the ripoff similarity um, in that both of these companies um, made a large portion of their profit in... Mm, Confusing the consumer, frustrating the consumer, uh, ripping off the consumer. Right? Whoa, easy. These easy are strong. The these are strong there, words, but you know what? I have the datums and I have the numbers, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say them now, and you can see if you believe what I'm saying. Uh, so, can you just I, say the numbers and leave out the units of measurement? Sure. Okay. So GameStop at its height, two hundred eighteen million. Hmm. Uh, wow, that's what we call uh, per day. <laughs> uh, no, that's an annual datum. Um, <laughs> that's an annual number. <laughs> that's an annual number. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Um, so, two hundred eighteen million. What I would call a ROU, a rip-off unit. Okay, that's how much they ripped off. Um, Blockbuster forty six point five. Mm. Oh, oh no, 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 that's actually GameStop as well. GameStop is also forty six point five. Uh, oh, wait, Blockbuster is a, Blockbuster is a sixteen units, sixteen percent, eight hundred million. A stark contrast. Now that the listener at home has had some time to guess what units these are, play along at home. Uh, I will fill in what these units are. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. Let's pause a moment. Write down your guesses. So play along. Units? Yeah, everyone play along at home. GameStop, we have 218 million and 46.5%. Blockbuster, we have 800 million and 16%. What are your I'm going to guess that these are total sales and units of like DVD or movie. Well, pause your podcast, take out your pencil and paper, yeah. try and work it out. Um, once you're done, or for those who just want to enjoy the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> unpause. Yeah. And we'll tell you right I'm now. Gonna, I'm right, going to guess it? it's uh, j- uh, how much Jonah spent in each of these places uh, while, <laughs> while they were, uh, you know, at their height, and also the percentage of his life he has spent in a location of those uh, places. I'm going to guess annual sales and percent of total US GDP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the I like that GameStop has 
That's gross. That's gross. Compounding interest, Ted. You know how that's, powerful that is. Fair. My guess is uh, total square footage mm-hmm. um, for the first number mm-hmm. um, and uh, percentage of employee biomass covered in zits mm. for the second one. All right, Jonah, don't keep us waiting. And also, let's keep this moving. <laughs> what are the other units? Well, first off, correct, kind of. Um, oh. GameStop, $218 million in used game sales in one year. Really? Wow. wow. The That's minting money. 46.5% is the profit margin they made on those sales. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I makes, get it. They're making most of their money through... The trade in somewhat mm, predatory trade in industry, right? Blockbuster, right? Our numbers are eight hundred million dollars in late fees. Oh, wow! Wow! All right, about sixteen percent of their profits in total. So they're making Damn. almost one fifth of their money from late fees, right? So we have a ripoff equivalency, another way we can tie these two businesses together. All right. right. So now that we've established a link between Blockbuster and GameStop, what does the datums tell us? Blockbuster in 2006, we're going to say, is equivalent to GameStop in 2014. Why? 2006 is when Amazon started to offer their instant video library. You could rent things, but through your computer. All right. Games. Amazon was the first, not Netflix. Thus pushing Netflix into the market. Uh, Netflix existed, but they were doing their DVDs. They introduced their instant watching 2007. So all within the same general time frame. Right. Okay. Uh, 2014 is equivalent for GameStop. That is when the PS4, Xbox One consoles came out in which every single game was available digitally for download. Mm. No longer need to go to store for any game. All right. Also, so say- 2006, um, Casino Royale came out in Blockbuster, and also the game for Casino Royale came out in GameStop. So, yeah. Another thing tying those two together. Yeah. <laughs> His point exactly, Tesh. Yeah, it's a real fight club <laughs> situation. Is GameStop just Blockbuster? Are they the same? Brad Pitt? I've never seen them in the same room at the same time, so I don't really know. Um, but moving on. In Fight Club, you do see them in the same room. At the same no, they're time. different rooms. Uh, not in my Blockbuster DVD that I rented. It did have some scratches yeah, on it, though, so maybe it was like that. Um, so we're going to say 2006 is equivalent to GameStop's 2014. In 2006, GameStop had 8,000 locations approximately GameStop had approximately 6,600 okay now 2022 Blockbuster had 8,000 Blockbuster had approximately 8,000 2022 for GameStop that is 8 years later okay what did like 8 years after 2006 it had effectively 0 locations Oh shit! Right, there's the one in Alaska. <laughs> there's a couple in Alaska that were doing their own thing. 
um, that Stephen Colbert sent Russell Crowe's underwear to. Uh, but that's not really so important for us. Alaska still hasn't received the news from Blockbuster. Yeah, they didn't get it. The moose <laughs> uh, didn't make it over there. So, but I think that game stops in a slightly less sharp decline. So we're going to look at what Blockbuster looked like in 2012. 2012, it had 1,000 locations. Okay, so 8,000 to 1,000, right? We had one-eighth of the stores uh, after that sharp drop-off. So I predict that GameStop will have a similar thing happen. And in 2022, it will have one-eighth of the stores open it had in 2014, which would be 825. Yeah, you guys want to remember your guesses? I'm sorry, you guys want to remember your guesses? I think mine was late 2022 for like... 10, wait, did we, what was the nature of the guess again? Did we choose the time or did we choose at what time it would? No, no, no. we were looking for the number, the number at in 2020. July or August, August 2020. Oh, I was like 10. I said 10. <laughs> yep, Hamilton yeah, was I 10. Think our numbers were in that range. Tej yeah. was 50. Okay. Uh, Jack was 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> and I am sitting pretty at a thousand, so that's pretty wow. pretty good. I I called Very the right nice. witness to the stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey confirmed correct. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that was great evidence. Thank you, Jonah. Yeah. Um, to to fill in a few other quick things because I do want to get to some questions. I didn't do any research on the blisters. That'll come next week. But I did do some research into um quicksand. And I have to report back that uh, uh, so so our question I think Mavi asked was how many people within a ten mile radius of Jack's house somewhere in you know the South um, have fallen into quicksand? And, yes, that question. Okay. Oh, I thought it was you. Oh, I, I asked I that, that question. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Tej asked about quicksand, and then oh, Mavi, you questioned if quicksand existed, and I'm here to tell you, <laughs> quicksand doesn't kill people, nor unless you like. I guess purposely tried to like drown yourself in quicksand. It's not going to suck you up like an Indiana Jones, but the idea of sand that looks solid and then you, you sink into, um, and the more you struggle, the harder it is to get out is a real thing that is especially prevalent in the American Southwest and traditional South, a la Georgia. So, really? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. good to know. Okay. So, um, knowing that. Our our guesses were a range of between zero and two people falling into quicksand, which I think is a little bit low considering that uh, there are 25,000 people within a 10-mile radius of Jack's living quarters. So I'll let you figure out where that is. And um, if you even have a tenth of a percent, that's a few dozen people. So um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if people, uh, you know, in Georgia were near the south or near a marshland or a beach or a place that's sandy and wet, there's probably at least a dozen, if not hundreds, that have fallen or tripped in. Not like I don't know. A tenth of a percent seems extremely high to me. What are you I talking really, about? I'm, people? I'm, I'm staying with my guess. Your zero? research hasn't moved the needle at all for me. Yeah, I'm sticking with zero. Okay, what do you consider falling into? <laughs> I guess it has to be a change of at least 12 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, actually, this is Tej's question. Tej, what do you consider falling into quicksand? Uh, I mean, no, I think I think you make a good point that there's um, 
anywhere there's a lot of sand and wetness, like marshes and and areas around uh, yeah, mar- marshes, swamps, things like that. Um, there's a lot of uh, dirt or sand and wetness, and I feel like those are prime conditions for quicksand to uh, you know be in. Um, and I think that Joey's um, research into I think a tenth of a percent of people living in that area having some experience either falling in or sticking getting stuck in or anything like that with quicksand um, is completely reasonable over the course of their lives over the course of their lives yeah exactly that said I'm still saying zero oh my god okay we're moving on we're moving on we got things to do all right you know what's insane quicksand I agree that's insane (laughs) all right is it too late to put uh, this question on the census for next year um well I checked upstairs and um we'd have to replace the are you Hispanic question (laughs) so so you know (laughs) we've only got a limited (laughs) space on the census I've been form I've been um, I've been I've been doing a lot of training uh, this past few days, and that's like, a, uh, I don't know, a tenth of training modules is like how to respond when people are like, why are you asking me that? So, uh, you know, I feel like quicksand may be, um, you know, m- people people may uh, be more comfortable being like, uh, you know, right. yeah, I have fallen to quicksand. That's so, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that, listeners. But uh, moving on, I want to, you know, go into one more thing uh, before we actually ask ourselves some of these, uh, well, I'll say racy questions. Because the other question we asked last week was how many New Yorkers mm-hmm. during COVID-19 have been selling nudes and if there's been a market increase. Um, and what I found... <laughs> Besides the call to send nudes to the, our email address, what oh, I you f- did a big research campaign on yeah, this question, yeah. <laughs> You know, I had a, I had a, <laughs> I had a lot of uh, tabs open that were like market share of OnlyFans um, mm-hmm. for like a while, and I didn't like I, I kept putting it off, and I was thinking, you know, my research history has really gone down 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 the real, uh, I don't know, down down a cavern, I guess, um, <laughs> but you know. It's really hard to figure this stuff out. Uh, I did find some information that OnlyFans m- memberships or sorry, new signups were up about 75% monthly. Um, wow. And they're using nebulous terms like 350,000 new users, although that's unclear if that's people buying or selling. Uh, they don't really distinguish that. Publicly. No, it's just new, new accounts. Yeah. New users exactly. is just new accounts. Right. Um, so it's, it's a little bit hard to tell. Um, I did find some evidence that New Yorkers are, um, more, uh, are hornier, but also more like sexually adventurous according to like daily news polling. Um, but you know, it's very unscientific, uh, polls out there. So I couldn't come to an exact number, but rest assured census listeners and workers, the federal government (laughs) is selling their units. (laughs) We are looking into it. All right, and let's get on to some questions now. But first, a word from the census. New York City, 2020 is a huge opportunity to make our voice heard. This year, we have the power to decide our city's future, not just for the next four years, but for the next 10 by getting counted in the census. The census is about power, money, and respect for our communities. If our city is undercounted, we risk being underrepresented, especially our communities of color. In 2010, 
Only 62% of New Yorkers responded to the census with the lowest response rates in our black and brown communities. In 2020, I'm gonna tell you something, we can let this happen again. If you want to stand up to the status quo and the five people in power who wants to silence us, start by getting counted in the census. The census is safe, easy for everyone. And remember, the citizenship question is off the census. No matter what anybody tells you, immigrants with or without papers count too. Mi gente presente. Go to my2020census.gov now and fill out 10 simple questions to get counted. Okay, now let's go on. Uh, does anyone have a question? I have a question if you don't. Question prepared. Oh, we're, we're excited for your question. Okay. Now back from the commercial break. I've been thinking a lot about a childhood hero. First name, Daniel. Last name, Phantom. Nice. And- <laughs> nice. And does, that, does everyone familiar with the, Very the familiar. Uh, icon? Okay, good. Sure. Um, so, you know, I have to look up the exact year that Daniel Phantom, aka Danny Phantom, aka mm-hmm. Danny Fenton, mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. on the scene. But my question is, what was the bump in babies named Dan, Daniel, <laughs> Danny equivalent the year that after he uh, made his big splash on the scene? What so is this, this is a question that has a real answer that we can look up immediately. Well, maybe. We'll right, have to okay. see. It, right, okay. First, is there a bump in Daniels in the when Danny Phantom? Well, look, regardless of the question framing, I think we have to forget about Danny Phantom and just think about the name Daniel. In, well, in no, we use Danny year. Phantom as the point of view. Yeah. Well, okay. not really, because Danny Phantom, I mean, how many prospective parents are watching Danny Phantom and then a year later, like watching Danny Phantom when it first came out. And then a year later when they're having their child, they're like, you know what? My favorite superhero that just came out last year. I'm going to name my kid after that guy. Okay. I can think think of only one demographic where this makes sense. So it's not like kids who watched Danny Phantom and that it really resonated with them and carried that with them. And now they're, they're just naming their kids Danny Fenton. Mm-hmm. Wait, in the no, no, it doesn't. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it this Can way. You remind us of the year. I didn't even do that research. Um, but we're moving on. It's the early two thousands. <laughs> it's the early two thousands. All right. Post Danny Phantom being released, let's just say what is the like upward trajectory of the pop the the Daniel factor in okay, like so post two thousand five, two thousand six. So first we have to figure out when Danny Phantom started. <laughs> and then we have to guess what has happened to the name Daniel in the intervening years, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. In the year after. For each of us to estimate a graph. Yes, exactly. Draw a line. Wait, wait. And describe it to the listeners. Is it is it is it the year the bump a year after, or is it like a longer period of time? You know, let's do it this way. One year out, and then uh, a 10-year trajectory. <laughs> One year out, there is no bump from Danny there is, Phantom. There is no he bump. He didn't say from Danny Phantom. He just talked about Danny Phantom. And then and then, and then the, the name Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say, I I would say I the only people that are, that are um, you know, uh, convinced by Danny Phantom, the TV show, to name their child after, like, Daniel or Danny 
um, either worked on the show itself uh, like that I could see. So we should we should figure out the demographic and, and the population of people that worked on Danny Phantom and then also <laughs> had children within a year. <laughs> oh, wait, jo- Jonah, Jonah, one quick thing. Um, give me a location. Oh, is Jonah? Oh, no. <laughs> Here you are. Jonah has moved to the other side of the screen. Jonah, can you give me a location? Yes. <laughs> Next question. What location would you like to get? It's okay. Take as much time as you need. Jerry can cut it out. <laughs> not going to. Is that not going to. to. <laughs> Oh, what, what is the baby boom of Daniels in the McDonald's headquarters? Inside right, of the McDonald's the headquarters? Question's a lot easier. Question's a lot easier. First, we estimate the number of annual births at McDonald's headquarters. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say one. Let's <laughs> say there's one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that so that's the Daniel. I think I think I think uh instead of at this point, instead of uh, how many how many babies were born that are named Daniel. Um, in the McDonald's headquarters, we should be looking for new employees during the year after named Daniel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll accept it. <laughs> because that is a direct like increase in population of Daniels inside the McDonald's headquarters. Sorry, right, so from I'm the really... popularity of Danny Phantom, <laughs> more Danny employees started working at McDonald's in this year. <laughs> Right in your answer. <laughs> they saw themselves, uh, they saw the Danny Phantom on TV and thought, whoa, that's me. <laughs> I could be someone. I could get out of here and <laughs> take that corporate internship. And don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lay it on us. Mm. Wow. You know, you've convinced me. <laughs> that's like two people, probably. Yeah. But and how many how many of those are in the McDonald's headquarters though? <laughs> <laughs> Out of those two people, six of them are in McDonald's headquarters. You're right. Well, what do you guys think the McDonald's headquarters is? Do you think it's a sprawling corporate campus? They've taken an entire city for themselves. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe it's so large that it's got you know residential sectors, hospitals, their own uh, law. <laughs> um, they do have a king. Well, it, the the original McDonald's was in in um, California. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, and is that I, I I don't know if that's where the headquarters is, but. I do know that the original one was in like uh, San something, San Jose, San Bernardino, something like that. All right. So can we pause for a second, Joey? This, this is the question we've landed on. How many? What, what is the? Just state the question first. <laughs> okay. All right. How many new Dannys or Daniels 
are exist. Oh, getting out the wine, Jonah. How many new Dannys or Daniels are coming into being at McDonald's headquarters post Danny Phantom? So it could so be it new employees there, right? or babies. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. How many new Dannys exist at McDonald's HQ yeah. after Danny Phantom is released? Oh, boy. <laughs> Now, two Barson's math problem solve for X and Y. Okay, so it is. This is just a proportions game. How many Daniels are there? What are the odds that one of them works at McDonald's and maybe makes some slight modulations? Because I don't know. I feel like McDonald's isn't going to let a Daniel work for them. That's what? Just me. <laughs> it's Ronald McDonald, not Ronald McDaniel. Yeah, I was like, we I only mean, allow Ronalds here. Not to pull the Jewish card, but I just feel like McDonald's would have a problem with a Daniel, you know? But what about a Danny? I mean... <laughs> Alright, well... Uh, Daniel isn't only a, a Jewish name. All right, it should well, be. We have, okay. <laughs> it was ours first. Everyone, let's go around. Give me your final answer. Hamilton, what is your uh, Daniel answer? The, any All Daniels, post-Danny Phantom, in McDonald's head... The building, the city... The uh, city of the, McDonald's the, headquarters. The, the, the city that is the complex. You think they couldn't afford that? The, no. the McDonald's um sovereign territory. So the building. I think there have been three hundred separate Dannys working or Daniels born and or working at McDonald's corporate headquarters in the last twelve years. Wait, we no, did a year out. High, a year out, man. A year out, and then you have to draw a graph for ten okay, years. Okay, it starts I here. Describe the graph. I would say <laughs> it would be here the first year. You're dead. And That's then not here. listening. It's it's audio. It's fully audio. Well, I'm drawing so a graph. Imagine a co- <laughs> listeners. Please imagine a coordinate grid in your head. The, All right. The, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say year one. Uh, we're at we're at probably. Uh, we're we're at like fifteen to twenty new Dannys Daniels, um, right? There, there there's That's people. I mean, hey, you know, things happen. Um, new new workers are hired. A lot of them are named Daniel. Uh, and then and then you know, as we progress, as we go out ten years, it's a steady increase because I I uh, assume there's more people being hired at McDonald's headquarters. Um, and also there is there are more people being named Daniel or Danny um, every year, just babies being born. Um, so uh, I think it's a steady increase also because the people that were already working at McDonald's named Daniel aren't necessarily leaving. They're just advancing in the ranks of the McDonald's hierarchical empire. So um, yeah. I'd, and then, so, so you start at like 15, you end up 10 years later at, A hundred total Dannys working at McDonald's that started, uh, you know, after Danny Phantom came out. All right, Mavi. All right, I've got my final answer. Okay, you know, I've been thinking about it. Uh, I've been thinking about this Danny Phantom thing, and I can't think of any other Danny superheroes, right? Any other Daniels at all? Um, I remember that 
well, I don't want to spoil that one. There's there's one Daniel. He's not really a superhero. Um, All right, give <laughs> me a, a number. Give me, give oh, me moving. Oh, well, well, so listen, since he was the first one, I think he broke ground. I think he changed a lot of Daniel's minds on pursuing their dream. He was the first one they could see, they could look.